Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of Romantic Fantasy, Fantasy Romance, and Dark Fantasy Romance. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Ah, oh, ambrosia. It tastes really good today. So, today is Thursday, February 25th, and it is release day for Dark Wizard, um, which I am calling a dark fantasy romance. Although, I've never quite been able to figure out what the difference is between dark and light. Um, people pointed out to me early on that I write dark, and I don't feel like I write dark, but... Because, you know, I'm I'm a fragile flower about horror stuff. I certainly don't write horror. But, you know, like maybe dark is a shade up from horror. And I would agree that I don't really write light. Even when I'm writing lighter. Like I would say that Golden Griffin and the Bear Prince is lighter. I, um, I'm still not. It's, I mean, it's not on the completely light side. You know, like, I'm not funny like Dorinda Jones is funny. Although she commented to me, she was reading something new I'd written on The Secret Project. Dorinda gets to know the secret things. And she's like, you know, you're so funny. I don't know why you write funny. And I was like, you know, I've never felt like I was funny. How do we, excuse the latte foam. How do we decide these things, right? You know, it's like, I don't think I'm dark. I don't think I'm funny. I'm just... Just gotta be me. <laughs> I don't know. So, um, some of you may know the history on this, may or may not know, but Dark Wizard was my working title. It was my concept title for a long time. It was like, I know I want to write this story, and it's about this Dark Wizard. And, oh, you know what? Well, I'll keep going there. I was going to say I should stop and do earrings. I'll stop and do earrings because I forgot to do them on Tuesday and, and none of you reminded me. So clearly you didn't miss them. But today's earrings are on theme. I am wearing my wizard earring. And I will take it off to show those of you on video. Isn't that cute, that wizard earring? So it's like made out of formed leather. There's a black hat and then swirling red gold swirlies. I guess it could be hair. And then there's like a little gold face embedded in there, a little wizard face. I've had these, I think, since I was a teenager. I'm pretty sure I bought the earrings. There used to be two um, at a Renaissance festival in Larkspur, Colorado. For those of you in the know, because I grew up in Denver. And so, yeah, there's my my happy wizard earring. I lost one, as <laughs> like is the theme of my life. So I wear it with, this is kind of funny. Um, if you lived through the 80s, you will recognize where this other earring comes from. It is a black and gold tassel. It has uh, a black cap at the top and some black and gold beads and finishes with a black tassel. And it has a little scoogie on it. I should get that off of there. There. And I would often wear it with my wizard earring because they kind of match. And I lost the companion wizard earring 
very early on. So I would wear this tassel with it. Do you know where this tassel comes from? It's from the opium perfume bottle. Um, I used to always have all the opium products back when I decided that opium was my signature perfume. Back when I felt like I needed to have a signature perfume, which I think started when I was about 18. I dated a guy who's, um, well, we were really only ever best friends. We were really good friends and we slept together like once. You know how that goes. It didn't take, but we've stayed very good friends. And his girlfriend had had a signature perfume. And I thought, what a cool idea. What a romantic idea. So I thought, I need to have a signature perfume. So I tried all these different perfumes and I tried opium. And so there were for many, many, many years of my life where people would give me for birthdays and Christmas um, opium products, opium perfume products, not the actual opium. Um, and so I would have, I mean, this was back in the day, right? When we would layer scent. Now it's... um you know, frowned upon to be too overly scented and it's hard on other people besides that. Um, and, but I would have the body lotion and the powder and the cologne and the perfume. I had all the opium products, but the perfume, which was very expensive, uh, would come with this gold tassel. And I thought it was so cool that I attached it to an earring. Certain themes in my life have remained the same. Uh, the sharp-eyed among you will also notice that I got my hair done yesterday. Uh, my mom said she thought it was looking great. Yesterday morning, I was on the verge of doing something drastic because it was like, I, I don't wash it for a couple of days before I get it done because uh, the color sticks better that way. And uh, yesterday morning, it was just like, I think I have a little bit of spring fever too, but uh, I was just like, I, I was actually thinking about cutting it all off. <laughs> and I knew that was a, a very bad place to be on the day that I had a hair appointment. But um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, my hairstylist does such a great job. He just takes that weight out. And so, and he says, now it moves. He's, he's fun. He's very dramatic. Now it moves. And so, yeah, it moves and I'm much happier. And you'll notice that I have the same hair as my wizard. I hadn't realized that before. So anyway. Dark Wizard had been the working title. Um, and even just the concept, it was like, oh, I want to write this story about a dark wizard. And there were all these things that I kind of knew about it. And really, there were aspects to the story, um, at least to the idea, to the core idea, that were a little bit darker, even, even to me, darker. And the story didn't end up going that way. which I think is all right um, because uh, readers have commented that, that it's dark. And so it was the redoubtable Grace Straven who convinced me to keep Dark Wizard as the actual title. I'm like, I can't call a book Dark Wizard. And she said, yes, you can. So stalwart listeners among you have heard this story before, but um, she finally talked me into it. And so I was like, all right, fine. well, why not? Why not do a crazy dance? Get points if you know that song. Um, so, so Dark Wizards out there. Uh, it's, it's, uh, blah, blah. I was going to say it's the first time in a long time that I've debuted a new series. And that's not true because Orchid Throne was a new series. 
it's been a while since I've debuted a self-published new series. Um, and I, I kind of count Golden Griffin, but not really because that's in the same world. This being totally a new world, new world magic system. Um, I think even kind of a different feel from the 12 Kingdoms Uncharted Realms books. I'm sure there are common themes, but it's a little bit different. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm sort of waiting on tenterhooks to hear how you all like it. Uh, I think you all know who've been listening that I have high hopes for this series. There, there's definitely something about as a self-publisher that having control of the entire series and world makes a big difference. Uh, there are things I will probably never be able to do with 12 kingdoms, like try to get those other two books, you know, only the first books in audio. They've never put the other two books in the initial trilogy, much less pages or edge in audio. But um, it, it's also, I mean, it's, it's a good risk, but it's still a risk because it's like, I know that this, um, particular world and characters that they don't have any, um, we don't have an established fan base yet. So, you know, it's like going back to the beginning in a way, but that going back to the beginning can also be really fruitful. So, so let's see. I don't know that I have much more to say about it than that. Um, oh, we could talk a little bit about Promised Queen because I was waffling on the whole, should I do the proofs on the PDF? And a number of you contacted me and commented various places and talked about, you know, like, especially other authors who've had to do um, proofing or those of you who do proofing for other kinds of jobs uh, that, yeah, you really want to be able to do it on paper. So you all will be glad to know. Here it is. Promised Queen, all ready to go on paper, and I'm just going to sit down this weekend and uh, work on that, go through that, um, and then I don't have to be on the computer. It turns out I have to do a couple of computery things after all. There's a memorial for Ben Bova on Saturday, and I think that I have been... Um, I'm going to say voluntold, but I did volunteer. Uh, if Mary Robinette Kowal, who is current president of SAFWA, couldn't uh, say some words, I said that I would. Um, and I think she's she's on hiatus because she's trying to finish book. Um, and I don't know if I've mentioned on here. I kind of kept it quiet for a while, but uh, I am running for president of SAFWA for 2021 through, what, 2020. 23 if we run like June to June um, and I'm running unopposed officially now because the deadline has passed so unless to register to you know be on the ballot so unless someone stages a very successful writing campaign which I haven't heard anything about uh, I will be president of Central for the next couple of years wish me luck um, I will have to be really even more careful not to grouse about Sephla business on here. But um, those are kinds of perks of the job. I would say 
I don't know. Is there a word for something that is both an honor and an obligation? Um, I feel like it's it's an honor to speak at the memorial service for a writer like Ben Boba. Um, I feel like it should be Mary Robinette's honor, but if it's too much of an obligation for her, then I'm happy to take it on at this point. There needs to be a word for that. And an honoronus. An honoronus? <laughs> so I got a little bit too much anus in there to be, you know, that might balance out the honor part. Let's see. Uh, what else do I have to tell you guys? Uh, thank you all for subscribing to the YouTube channel. Uh, I think Evergreen asked, should you guys comment on the blog or on the YouTube channel? Comment anywhere you like. You know, a lot of people reply to me on the Facebook posts and the Twitter posts. Uh, some people email me. Um, comment however you like. I, I feel like that's, I don't really care. Um, if you feel moved to do so, even if you don't watch the YouTube videos, if you subscribe, that does help me to start gathering subscribers there. Um, you know, for what it's worth. And then I could start maybe doing some special videos as well. I don't, you know, I was thinking about doing a video of like reading from Dark Wizard. Is that something you guys want to? Is that something you care about? Um, I, I could tell you, I had this experience very early on as a newbie writer. I was part of a critique group back in Laramie, Wyoming. And it was a very successful critique group, actually. There were, they were hugely important to my initial uh, growth as a writer called the Silver Sage Writers Alliance. And there were 12 of us. We capped the group at 12 because we kept having, um, excuse me, more people who wanted to become part of the group. And it was, um, for those of you interested in such mechanisms, we met on Friday nights because none of us had social lives. Besides, we lived in Laramie, Wyoming. And <laughs> sorry, I have to pause and laugh because I'm amused myself. Uh, we would take turns. So your turn would come up every 12 weeks and you would pass out your work to everyone. We would print it out back in the day, right? Uh, we would print it out and pass it out the week before and everyone would read your stuff during the week. And then the your night was, we only talked about that one piece. And we referred to it as, as our birthday because everybody talked about your favorite thing, you and your work. <laughs> um, it, was a, it was a terrific system. And inevitably there would be people who... Uh, didn't have anything ready for their turn. So we would end up trading and all of that kind of thing. But, or, you know, like if we had something urgent, but I probably, it probably wouldn't be a workable system for me now because I have a much higher output, but as a newbie writer, it was great. And so one time there was this visiting writer who had come to town and I can't even spill her name because I don't remember what it was. Um, she was like a poet and an essayist and she had translated the work of a South American writer or something. And she was terribly erudite and terribly impressed with herself. And we invited her to attend the crit group meeting. Um, 
And I don't remember why, because we didn't do that typically. That wasn't a standard thing for us. But like a lot of us had been to a reading that day and we said, oh, we had a quick group meeting that night. And if she wanted to come and I think we thought it would be really cool to have like a, you know, a real established pro come and, you know, be part of the discussion. So I remember it pretty clearly because I, I remember which gal's house it was and it was a very snowy night and she had a fairly small living room. So we're, you know, some of us are sitting on the floor and that sort of thing. And this gal, um, comes in and, you know, and we sort of do our pleasantries. We would have snacks and wine and everything because, and so then she pulls out her, I don't know what it was, pulls out her thing and begins reading to us. And she read to us for like an hour and it was stultifying and, and we hadn't asked her to do it. And it was, so bizarre and and none of us felt like we could stop her you know because you know who were we to tell her to stop uh and that ended up like really impacting the person i usually it would be if it was your birthday it was at your house because you were the only one who didn't have to read that week so you could like you know devote yourself to buying wine and making snacks and so it really impacted it was at sarah's house it really impacted Sarah's critique that night because we, you know, started to run out of time to, you know, really sweat. You know, it was a whole hour that we didn't talk about her and her work. And this gal was just like totally oblivious and, and then wanted our feedback. And then when we tried to give her feedback on the work, she got defensive and you can imagine. So anyway, one of the other gals who was in the group with me, Siobhan Kelly, who might be out there somewhere. Hi, Siobhan, if you ever are. Uh, Siobhan and I had started to keep a list of, because she was a newbie writer too, and we would keep a list of all the things that established authors did that we would never do. <laughs> and that went on the list was that we would never read without being asked to. And so sometimes, this is why I'm a little bit scarred about it. I don't read unless people really want me to. And sometimes I'll do an event and I'll just like do the interview and do the Q&A and someone will say to me afterwards, well, why didn't you read? And I'll be like, because I'm not going to foist my reading on you. <laughs> I'm not going to make you sit there for an hour and listen to something that you don't want to listen to. So anyway, let me know if you would like to have, I might do like a special reading of Dark Wizard um, and just post it as a separate video. That might be fun. And maybe audio too, audio and video. Yeah, I think that it might be a fun thing to do. So yeah, um, I think Library Addict mentioned that with the YouTube videos that I could do monetize, I am looking to monetize things. Uh, we need to kick up the income. Uh, but I'm thinking about reconstituting my Patreon. I used to have two, one for creative works and one for teaching. And I think I'm going to try to combine them, make it into one thing. Um, so if you're interested in supporting me that way, I, they like took it down because I hadn't touched it in so long, but I think I have a better idea of what I want to do with it this time. So I'm going to do that. But on YouTube, I have to get to like a thousand subscribers before I can, uh, do advertising. Um, 
you know, so that would be something to look forward to in, in the future. Otherwise, I can do apparently like product placement, which I think is funny. It's like my husband was doing the research for me and he's like, well, since you've been talking about your earrings, you know, like maybe you could put in affiliate links to buy the earrings. I'm like, honey, nobody could buy these earrings. These earrings are all like 40 years old. <laughs> but it, it's a thought, right? So anyway, happy birthday to Dark Wizard. I'm very happy to have this book out in the world. I hope you all love it. Uh, and I will remind you all that First Cup of Coffee is part of the Frolic Media Podcast Network, and you will find more podcasts you love at frolic.media slash podcasts. You all take care, and I will talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye.